awkward. Just testing how agile the 77 is. All right, let's turn our Bibles to Psalms chapter 74. And uh, we read that earlier. It's good to be here tonight. And, you know, one of the, I guess, the things that we enjoy here in our hemisphere is a summer Christmas. And, you know, all of the songs, the, all the different Christmas songs all talk about winter, and um, we have summer. And I don't know if you've ever experienced um, a white Christmas, you know, a cold Christmas. It is very different. But uh, I'll be honest with you, I love summer. I love the fact that we can have a summer, um, summer Christmas. That's what I grew up with. And all of you are thinking, wait till you experience your first summer here in Queensland. And I've had several warnings, and so we're just going to see how that goes. But um, we're looking forward to just being here. And, um, you know, God is the one that, that put in the seasons. And we read that here this, morning, uh, this evening in Psalm 74. And notice there again, he, he says that in verse 16, The day is thine, the night also is thine, thou hast prepared the light and the sun. And then verse 17, thou hast set all the borders of the earth, thou hast made summer and winter. And I'm, I'm glad, for one, that God did that. I'm glad that there's different seasons, and I know that he really does that to sort of demonstrate something and um, just the, the sort of the seasons of life. And there's a greater picture there that we can get into, but we won't. But, you know, God's the one that... that placed the seasons, and I'm glad that life isn't just one long summer, right? I'm glad that there's some, some reprieve at some point. I'm glad that God set it in place that there's night and day. Can you imagine if life was one eternal day? And one day it will be, right? One day, but we won't be, we won't be in our fallen nature then, right? We'll be redeemed. We can enjoy that. We won't have the foibles of humanity that we have to put up with. And yet God is the one in, in his wisdom and his character and his nature that has placed all of these. And we all, we all have different, I guess, mindsets regarding the different seasons. Some of us here, we really, our favorite season is the cooler months. We love the winter. We love the fact that, uh, that here, especially in Queensland, what I've heard anyway, winter lasts about three days, all right? So... I'm looking forward to that. If you've ever lived in Sydney, it does get cold, and um, but I'm looking forward to just that that warmth, I guess, in the in the winter, but cooler than summer, right? Some here would like other seasons. They like some of you ladies, perhaps you like the autumn. You love the leaves and all of that. You like to take your husbands and walk through the leaves and all of that. If that's you, good for you, all right. But yeah, you like different seasons. But we're about to head into the summer. And summer is a, is a great time. Summer, we know it as a time of sort of slowing down a little bit, whether it's a, a short period or a long period, we, get, we take time. And there are those in our church already who've taken some holidays away. That's a good thing, taking a break. But inherent in summer is, I think, those things that we enjoy. But also, if we're not careful, it could also be a, a real time of spiritual danger. And, um, you know, when you're... When you're sort of out of the norm, and Alvin was just speaking this, uh, this evening about how great it is to be in church on a Sunday evening. You know, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to take a little bit of a break on that. 
We're sort of out of schedule, out of the norm. And some of you, you're going to be taking a little bit more time. Maybe you've got, got, gotten some downtime. Your, uh, your place of work is closing down for a period of time. And you're going to be maybe holidaying away. Maybe you're going to be just at home, but just out of your schedule. And summer can be that way. And, and there's good to that, isn't there? It's good to take a little bit of a breather, and it's good to do that. But with that sometimes comes inherent dangers. There's some things that we've got to be careful about. Uh, you know, often when we're, we're having fun and we're out of our norm, we, we don't always think about what's surrounding us. You know how it is when kids are playing, you're mindful that they're not playing near the street. Why? You always think of the, just the, the, the horrific scene of uh, a child running to the street because they're running after the ball. And we're always, we're always warning them about that. Why? Because we know that kids, when they're sort of just enjoying their time, they're not as careful about their surrounds. They're not as careful to think about, well, are there consequences around me? And we can be like that as well as Christians in the summer, in the time when we're taking our leisure. And summertime, you're out of your schedule. Perhaps you've got a little bit more time to yourself. Maybe you're not as guarded as you normally are. All of these things can place you in a dangerous situation spiritually. And, and I want to remind you tonight about a couple of things that perhaps you can take into the summer. That'll just help you because I do think also that summer is, is when you look at it biblically, is always a productive time. It's always be, meant to be a time that is meant to propel you into the another season and and that's what we've got to be reminded about. Whilst it's the summertime, we're going to quickly get into the new year. And we're going to quickly get into the, the norms of, of life. And at times, if we don't treat summer the way we should, we can give us, uh, put ourselves at a great disadvantage coming into the, the rest of the new year. And I want you to note then, look at Proverbs chapter 6. We'll turn in our Bibles a little bit tonight. Proverbs chapter 6. And just a, a study on summer and just some thoughts there for us this evening. Proverbs chapter 6, and notice verse 6. I think the, the Christian school students learned these, these verses, perhaps. But in verse 6, Go to the ant thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. So he's using the analogy here. He's, he's saying, go to the ant, go look at the ant. And he's saying, watch what they do. Saying, consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, they're they're, not, they're, they're without those, those structures, per se. They have no leaders. They have no overseers or rulers, those that, you know, tell them this is the schedule now, this is this and that. Says, he says, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. You know what the, the ant is doing? They're, they're not just taking their, their leisure. They're, they're taking their time, and even without those structures, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And here's the first thing I want you to just remember in summer. You need to just remember to perform normal duties. You know, what we tend to do is because we, 
we're out of our schedule, out of our, our norm, sometimes we drop things that we don't, you know, aren't necessary per se. That maybe you're not going into work, you're not coming in normal hours, maybe you, you form a skeleton crew and you're only there for a certain period of time. And maybe even, you know, you're going in your different place, you're sleeping in a different bed and so forth. And in all of that, you can, you can suddenly drop those things that are just normal duties. You can neglect those things that, you know, it's just part of your, your daily routine that is needful for you to operate. And I'm speaking about spiritual things. You know, so often you, you take a little bit, a bit of a breather and what you do is you suddenly drop those things that are just normal duties necessary for us as believers. They're just the things that we do. do. That's, the, there's the answer, that's what they're supposed to do during the summer. They're supposed to do that. In Proverbs 10.5, He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causes shame. And, you know, instead of doing the thing that they're supposed to do in that season, suddenly those things that are necessary are suddenly dropped. Suddenly you're not so focused on that. Suddenly, you know, that, 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 that prayer life or that, that Bible reading or that time where you're just focusing on, on the Lord because you're taking your ease in the summer can suddenly be dropped and you're not as, you're not as careful about that. And you've got, to, you've got to perform normal duties. And I'm saying to you this evening, enjoy our time. God's given us that, but don't neglect what's necessary. Don't neglect those things that are just normal duty. You know, the ant did what he had to do in the summer. And one of the dangers we can bring to ourselves is if we become a little bit lazy, a little bit idle about necessary things during the holidays. You know the, this quote as well as I, I do, our idleness is the devil's workshop. You've got to be careful over the summer. You've got to take into account in summer that there's going to be this spare time and you could trick yourself and you could walk after the flesh a little bit and suddenly those things that are necessary for you, those things that are so normal in your daily routine, suddenly they get dropped and suddenly we're far away. And, and you know, it, it doesn't take long for us to develop bad habits. It doesn't take long for us to suddenly, you know how it is, sometimes you, you miss a day, then you miss a week, suddenly it's a month. Suddenly it's been several months that you've, since you've picked up the Word of God, since you've taken the time to study it and meditate upon it. And suddenly, where we're supposed to be doing that, we're no longer doing it. It's so quick to do that. And, and even for, for those of us who've been in the habit of getting to the Word, you know there, there are times, especially in the summer, that can become a danger. You know, David was idle. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 11. There was a certain time in David's life, when we know this story well, I think, where, where he was supposed to be somewhere and he found himself somewhere else. And in, in 2 Samuel chapter 11, look at verses 1 to 3, and it came to pass after the year was expired at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Job, Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. So notice there, it was a time when kings were forth to battle. It was a time, that was the, the, actually the, the season of his life where he was meant to be doing that. But David tarried, and notice, and it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. 
And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the, son, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? And you know the rest of the story. But it started with this. He wasn't where he, found, he was supposed to be found. And listen, in the summertime, we could be at times found elsewhere, but spiritually, we should be found where we're supposed to be found. We're supposed to be in His Word still. We're supposed to be praying. We're supposed to be taking care of those things that are necessary for us each and every day. You know, the summer, the summer is not a holiday in our spiritual activities. The summer shouldn't be a time where we go, well, let's just take our ease and, well, I just, I won't read the Bible today. Well, I've got, I've got other things to do. I've got, I've got things to enjoy. I've got activities that I've planned. And suddenly those things that are so necessary that have become part of our daily walk suddenly becomes something that is just put off in the background and listen we're not we're not just uh, we're not like the like others we are we are spiritual beings and we need those things that are necessary our spiritual activities your prayer life your bible reading your worship of god uh, too many times uh, you you go on a holiday and you skip church and, and you, you ought to find yourself in God's house. Sometimes uh, we need to remind ourselves that the summer is not a holiday also in our practical responsibilities. You know, again, our attendance to church, our service to others. Sometimes we neglect most during our holiday our relationships with one another. We sort of tend to just focus in on other things and maybe even this, your budget. You know, God still, still wants you to be a steward of your finances even during the holidays. And I'll tell you, more and more, sadly, Christmas has become, and we know this, it's become just an exercise in consumerism. It's just, have you noticed that, that Christmas decorations and Christmas sales are starting earlier every year? Right, there's, there's, there's Christmas stuff out in October, sometimes September. Isn't that crazy? You know what it is? It's all about this. It's a dollar. Right? And if you're not careful, listen, church. You, as believers who are to be a steward of all of the resources that God's given you, you could get carried away in that. And suddenly those things that are practical, suddenly you can't do because you're out of budget. Why? Because you've overspent and I'm just saying God, God has that for you, and we are to be stewards of all of that. But summer is not a holiday in that. It'll catch up to you. And we, we better be careful to just perform normal duties. All right, there's time, there's a time and place. God said it, there's a season for everything. And certainly the, the summer can be a time where you could just break from the norm per se to to, to enjoy all of God's blessings, but don't take a holiday in those things that are necessary. All right, perform normal duties. No, notice, secondly, then it's a great time in summer to just prepare for the next year. Look at Proverbs chapter 30. Look at Proverbs chapter 30, and we won't be long tonight, just simple thoughts. And you already know this, but it's a good reminder. Proverbs chapter 30, look at verse 25. Here it is. 
He, he says there's four things which are little upon the earth but are exceeding wise, verse 24. So there's wisdom in this as we, as we think about the ants. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. You know, they're, pre- they're preparing. The whole mentality is preparation. The whole me- mentality is, you know, I've got to take this time and I've got to, I've got to use this time to launch me into, the, uh, into the, the year to come. You know, for many years, one of the reasons why we, we just held a summer youth camp rather than any other time in the, the year was we just knew for the young people, it was just a good time to prepare spiritually for the year to come. It was just a time where we could challenge those young people. And to be frank with you, many times I've needed it because I needed to be challenged. I needed the time to just get alone with God. I needed that to get into the year. And there's a preparation. And you know what, how God does it? He builds the seasons so that in our preparation in that season, it helps us be better in the next season. Right? The ants, the reason why they gathered in the summer was because there's going to be times where there was going to be lean they were going to be lean in their gathering, and they had to save up the, the necessary resources to be able to get into the next season. And too many, uh, too many times, we forget that there's another season to follow. And summer really brings us into, as we see it happening, brings us into the next year. Use it to prepare for the season to come for the next year. You know, too many times we disadvantage ourselves because of the misuse of our summer. We, we overdo it. You know, we, we spoke last week about the, the fruit of the Spirit and being temperate. And, and, you know, those things that aren't necessarily sinful still holding back and, and only doing what is necessary and only, only doing what we're able to. And, you know, preparing for next year simply means that, that we use our summer as a time to prepare ourselves, maybe even physically. And I want to tell you, it's a good time to rest. It's a real time to rest, but, but I want to say real rest. Okay, rest is a good thing. The Lord Jesus himself, he said in Mark 6.31, he said unto them, come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while, for there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. They were so busy, it was just a good time for them to just take a little bit of a breather. And that's a good thing over summer. But here's what we do, because we have the time, we overplan, and we overdo, and we try to fit every single thing in, and suddenly we need a holiday from our holiday. Anyone get me? Sometimes we just we cram so much in our holiday, we get back, and all we want to do is just sleep and sleep and sleep. And listen, it's called balance. Okay, the Bible tells us, let your moderation be made known unto all men. Right, so that, again, that fruit of the Spirit, temperance. Being temperate in all things. And understanding that, again, it's, it's a preparation. You know, people get so tired over summer, they're not really resting that they get into the new year totally wrecked. And then they wonder why they, you know, they, they didn't fulfill the, those New Year's resolutions. Right? What you tend to do is you overdo it. You know, you, you overplan and you just want to do everything under the sun And yet, we need to understand that physically we could use it as a time of just real rest. You could do all of that in balance and moderation. And we ought to approach it with wisdom. Sometimes we just sort of, of in in different areas of our lives, we admit, look, that's God's jurisdiction. But our leisure time, really? 
that, that free time? I mean, I'm trying to get away from everything. Listen, we're still stewards of that. We're still to be in our, our mindset ought to be, well, I just want to please God in all that I do. So even physically, mentally, it says in 2 Timothy 2.15, we know this verse, studies to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But the first word there, the operative word there is study. Right? David said it this way in Psalm 39.3, My heart was hot within me while I was musing. You know what that word means? Thinking. The fire burned, then spake I with my tongue. And you know, one of the things I, I recognized with, o- o- over summertime is sometimes we have an overabundance of amusement in our lives. And what amusement is, is amuse, meaning no thinking. Right? And here's what we do. And I'm guilty of this. Sometimes, sometimes we do something that we we just don't want to think, and that's all we do. We, we binge watch on Netflix. We binge watch on something that we just, you know, we enjoy it, and it's not necessarily sinful, but it's not exercising our, our thinking. You know, it's a good time to refresh our mind. But, you know, to refresh your mind doesn't mean that we stop thinking. It's a good time. You know, exercise your mind. Don't just binge watch. You know, amusement is no musing, no thinking. And have a balance. You know, maybe, maybe do something that, that you, you wanted to learn. Take a little bit of time. Do something that interests you, that, that will exercise your mind. You know, the, the, the reality is the battle is often fought and won in the mind. But here's what we do. We don't exercise our mind. How about just musing on the Word of God again? You know, if, if you fall behind in your Bible reading, summer's a great time to catch up. <laughs> Don't make an excuse to actually fall further behind. Okay, just get on it. Get, get musing on, maybe there's a certain topic you've been wanting to study in the Word of God. Maybe there's a, just a, there's a list of books you've been meaning to read. Anyone, anyone do that? Right, there's a whole bunch of things on your books on your bookshelf, and about 20% you've read, 80% is just for display. <laughs> All right? Maybe for those of you who are a little bit more tech savvy on your Kindle list, you know, you've been, you, there's all of those books that you've purchased and it's just sitting there ready for you to, to digest and, and, and use it as a time. You know, often what I've done over the, the last many summers is I've just picked a book. And it's not necessarily something that, that, that is a, 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 you know, the, I like to read history, I like to le- read on leadership, I like to read on finances. I like to read on sports, and I'll just pick one book over the summer that I'm going to digest. This year, it's a book called Unbroken. It's, about a, it's a story about that runner, right? I think it was made into a movie. That's what I've heard. I haven't watched a movie, but I've, I'm starting to read the book. But I'm just exercising myself mentally because I don't want to get into the new year with a flabby mind, all right? We, we tend to think about the summer bod, about the summer mind, <laughs> You know, let's, let's keep our minds fit because God uses our mind and God uses that to, to help us and, and, and use the summer well, okay, in preparation and, of course, spiritually. I want to say we ought to set some spiritual goals over the summer. I want to think about, okay, well, maybe I'm going to challenge myself to read through a whole book of the Bible and not just, not just Jude, right, one chapter, 
right? No, no, just challenge yourself to really study. Maybe go verse by verse, study, study a shorter book, but one that you can digest. And you just set yourself some spiritual goals. Maybe a spiritual goal is to pray with your children every day. To spend extra time, go out, take, out, take them out, and then sit with them in a park, sit with them in a cafe, sit with them somewhere they enjoy, and just spend the time with them to just really knuckle down spiritually. Maybe it's just some other things. Maybe it's prayer, whatever. But, but use the time to prepare yourself, and you're going to find that it's just going to propel you. It'll propel you into the new year. Our time is of the essence. Time waits for no man. And, and if we don't use time wisely, and we didn't use the summer to our advantage, it will disadvantage us. And, and so those things, just you know, do the norm, perform normal duties, prepare for the next year. But then look at the last one. Look at Judges chapter 3. Judges chapter 3, an interesting story here about a judge named Ehud. And let's begin reading in verse 12. And I say, The children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. Now, we know the book of Judges is all about the sort of the up and downs of the, 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 the nation of Israel as they, they, uh, they rebelled and then they were sent a judge to revive and help them come out of that. So we see here now this, this enemy called Eglon. And he gathered unto him the children of Ammon and Amalek and went and smote Israel and possessed the city of palm trees. So the children of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, 18 years. So 18 years they, they were being oppressed by this king. But when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised them up a deliverer, Ehad the son of Gerah, a Benjamite, a man left-handed. And he left his here. And by him the children of Israel sent a present unto Eglon, the king of Moab. So they sent him a present. It's an interesting story, but Ehad made him a dagger which had two edges of a cubit length, cubit length, and he girded under his raiment upon his right thigh, so he hid the weapon, and he brought the present unto Eglon, king of Moab. And here's the interesting part, and you know, the Bible doesn't embellish, and Eglon was a very fat man, all right? So the, the Bible's not politically correct, praise God. And when he had made an end to offer the present, he sent away the people that bear the present, but he himself turned again from the quarries that were by Gilgal and said, I have a secret errand unto thee, O king, who said, Keep silence. And all that stood by him went out from him. And notice this, and Ehud came unto him. And notice this, and he was sitting in a summer parlor, which had for himself alone. And Ehud said, I have a message from God unto thee. And he arose out of his seat. And Ehud put forth his left hand and, and took the dagger from his right thigh and thrust it into his belly and he, the, the haft also went in after their blade. Notice this, and the fat closed upon the blade so that he could not draw the dagger out of his belly and the dirt came out. Then Ehud went forth through the, the porch and shut the doors of the parlor upon him and locked them. When he was gone out, his servants came and when they saw that, behold, the doors of the parlor were locked, they said, surely he covereth his feet in his summer chamber. Now what... what what do we learn from that? 
You know, the summer parlor was just somewhere you can take leisure. Right? Eglon here, he, he thought he had it all won. He thought that, well, you know, I've, I've for 18 years I've, I've overcome the, uh, the Jews and now I'm ruler of them. So I'm just going to take my leisure. I'm just going to sit here in my summer parlor and I'm just going to have a nap. I mean, he was a, the Bible says he was a big fella. All right? So there he was. He was taking a nap. And you know what Eglon was? He was unaware of the presence of his enemy. He was at leisure. He was unaware that actually in the, in the midst of his summer parlor, there was Ehud about to do him in. And here's the last thing I want you to remember. In summer, you need to perceive your enemy. You know, we're going to have a lot of leisure time. You're going you're gonna to plan some. There's some you're just going to spontaneously do because you can. There, there's some things that you're going to just go about and it's just, your, it's just leisure. But you know what? I want you to remember something. Our enemy never rests. We have enemies. And, and I, I, I can't tell you how many people who just gone about and they were just going about leisurely in, in their little summer parlor, in their summertime, just going about and suddenly they're gone. Suddenly they've been defeated. And suddenly they don't, we don't see them come back. And why? Because they didn't perceive their enemy. They didn't see, they, didn't, they, they forgot that, you know, whilst they're taking their leisure, the enemy is still active. And the enemy's still around. And be aware that you have an enemy that isn't on holidays in the summer like you are. Right, just remember that. In fact, the Bible warns us, be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary is the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. All right, he, the Bible warns us in Ephesians 5, 15 to 16, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. And I'm saying, uh, you know, you, you walk around and, and sometimes you like to think that, you know, as you're, as you're in leisure that you can just let your guard down and you can just go about and, and suddenly all those things that, that you know, you, saw, you, you fought so, so diligently about throughout the rest of the year, suddenly you're just walking alone and, you know, out of nowhere, your flesh. Out of nowhere, the world. Out of nowhere, the devil. And we've got to be careful. You know, um, I don't know if you've you ever gone, gone home thinking you're all alone. You're walking and, and you're, just, you know, you're just doing your thing, maybe getting a snack from the fridge, and suddenly someone pops out of nowhere you didn't think it would be home. You just, you, it frightens you, doesn't it? It just freaks you out. But, you know, I, I want to I remind you that, that God tells us not to be surprised. And we've got to be careful. We need to be aware that we still have some spiritual enemies during the summer. You know, there's no time out. There's no mid-innings break. There's no half time. There's no, hey, pause, it's summertime. Warfare over. Okay, there's none of that. Okay, for us as believers, listen, guard up. We've got to. And summer is the prime time. 
Why? Because generally speaking, we're already in the mindset, well, we're, we're just having fun. Listen, we can have fun and still be caught up in the wrong things. We can have fun and suddenly the things come before us and we're not careful. We're spending way too much time on the internet. We're spending way too much time watching those things on TV and we're not as guarded about that. Suddenly we're just going about and we're with the wrong company and we better be careful. Why? Because there's no time out. You know, in 2 Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now the context there is anger. But, but we understand he's got an exact device for you. He's, he's had thousands of years of practice of entrapping people just like us. Don't be so sure. Don't be so sure that he can't get you. And be careful. Okay, he's got the exact device for you. He knows how to tempt you. He knows what kind of bait to lure you with. And you better be careful during these in, in summertime because you might have that enemy, the devil, just, just round about and you're just taking your summer parlor time. Romans 13, 14, the Bible says, But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Hey, listen, the, the summer isn't a time to indulge in the flesh. It's not those things that you've been, you know, putting off, putting off, and then suddenly now, oh, I'm going to indulge in that. Listen, it's not time to indulge. It's saying subdue it. Make no provision for the flesh. Hey, listen, if you're going to do an activity that is questionable, don't do it. Because it could cost you. It could be that dart. It could be that, that thing that stabs you in the back. It could be that thing that if you're not careful, you're not being diligent. It could be the thing that gets you. And oftentimes, it's the enemy within that we've got to be careful about. But then in James 1.27, the Bible says, This pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and notice this, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. You know, this, this whole time, if we're not careful, is just, we can get drawn into it, and it's just wilderness. Let's just be careful. You know, there's going, to be, there's going to be things that are available to you that is just, it's just of the world. Just keep your guard up, is what I'm saying. You know, Eglon had no idea Ehud, Ehud was just lurking in the corner there in his summer parlor. And listen, summer's a great time. Okay, summer, you can, you can take that extra time with family, and I hope you do. But summer, you can have, you know, a little bit of a break from work, Take a bit of, of ease there, but, but don't just don't be a, a, a poor steward of that. You use it. Perform normal duties. Don't forget the, the, that you, as, as God's child, God has given you that as a gift. So use it. Perform normal duties. Right? Use it to prepare for next year and, and in summer, perceive. Perceive that you still have an enemy. And so how do we survive summer? Okay, enjoy them, but keep your wits about you. Okay, be busy doing what you'd normally do in a spiritual sense. Take some time to focus on Christ. Beware of your enemy and walk circumspectly. In summer, you can easily fall victim to the warfare that doesn't take a break. But in summer, we can be readied for the year to come and strengthened in the Lord. The choice is up to you.
The choice is how you treat it. But in summer, it's just a great time for you to just get ahead for the Lord. All right, so just those things, really simple things. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord God, for the time. And Lord, I know that we're, we're going to come into a bit of a time. There's, there's a few changes as far as um, the schedule, as far as things even here at church. And we understand, dear God, that, Lord, all of that, we, we're going to take a little bit of time to, to get the rest that is good, uh, Lord, at this time of the year. But Father, I pray that there's, there's those things that we keep in mind. Lord, the, the, the daily things, the, the, the things that are necessary that, Lord, propel us each and every day, that enable us, Lord, to, to please you, to honor you, Lord. And then, Father, there's just a, the time to steward that, to, to get into the new year with some spiritual vigor, with, with a great advantage from you. And then, Father, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to just realize that although we're, we're at leisure, Lord, our enemies are not, and, and it, would, it would be that they, their desire is that we would be entrapped by that. And so I pray that you'd help us to keep our spiritual wits about us. Lord, help us to think, to be mindful. Lord, to, to get into this, this season joyfully, but then, Lord, just pleasing to you most of all. And so we love you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen. <laughs>